one of the things he said that he loved about me was the fact that I took him to every single playoff game last year. I didn't think it was a big deal. I like football, but he that really struck a chord with him because uh, it showed you know I was willing to be present even if it uh, inconvenienced me in one way, shape, or form. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to another edition of Dads on Purpose, the podcast. I'm your host, Josh, as always. Man, I got my big homie, KB. How you doing, man? What's up, family? I'm doing great, bro. How you doing? Man, that was uh, that was a little tamer than usual. Because you, usually you be coming in like the Kool-Aid man. I know, but energy. I'm... See, okay. You need Let some coffee? No, nah, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> I just didn't want to go overboard. All right, man, we being rude. We got guests in the house. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yo, we got my uncle, uh, Mac06, uh, Mr. Uh, Black and Gold, Mr. Uh, First Family, Mr. Sergeant McGuire, Mr. Uh, military Veteran. Malcolm, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm ready. You, re- you ready? I'm ready. I, I, I love the, uh, the Nip Hustle poster in the background. Oh, yeah, yeah bro. That's dope. I represent for the hometown. You know, I'm I'm actually surprised that you got on that uh that TLC sweater. I thought you was gonna come through with the Crenshaw or or something else. Or or the what what the uh didn't you don't you have the uh the Nat Turner boy? Or no, you got Rosa Parks. I mean I can go change. I was trying no 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 you good you good you good <laughs> it's a perfect segue. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by TLC, Teach Love Connect, the fatherhood brand, forefathers, by fathers. Man, we've been here, man. You see me and Kev every day, every week uh, with the swag on. You see Malcolm with the fatherhood sweater. I think we got like 20 left, so go get them now. I don't know if we restock it. We might. We might not. It's Texas. Hey, it's hot. It's cold. Uh, but yeah, TLC, the fatherhood brand, man. Y'all go get your swag. I would give y'all this sound code, but we'll think about it. Anyways, we got a podcast to do, right? Yes. Right? <laughs> Man, um, I love how uh, Malcolm has asked me like a couple times what the what the prompt is, and I told him several times what it is. Because <laughs> it is, so here, here's what happened. What was it, Malcolm? Uh, last week that Miles got his um, state championship medal. Yes. yes. Okay. So Malcolm has two sons. One's about to be a junior in high school. The other one's about to be a freshman in high school. Um, and so your junior, you know, he goes to Denton Ryan, shout out, uh, to the Raiders, Blue Raiders. Um, they just won state in football and what do you do? He had to order his letterman jacket, right? Yes. Okay. And I remember you in the, in the group chat. I don't have too many group chats. Uh, I think I got two and I'm you and both of them, but, uh, I, I think you said something like you getting old and I was like, you're right. And, and I think I want to talk about this this topic of like staying in the moment, because especially in our society, we got this whole blinking, you'll miss it type of attitude. Right. Like kids grow up in the blink of an eye. And I'm my, my daughter, my oldest daughter's two, And I'm kind of seeing it yeah. as far as like it's going quickly. Yeah. And so I'm like, OK, we're already looking at, OK, where's she going to go to elementary school? Where's she going to go to middle school? Where's she going to go to you know high school? But then I'm also like, bro, like. I, I need to get her potty trained first. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. so I want to have this conversation about like, how do we stay in the moment, but still look towards the future or plan towards the future? Because the goal is to get them out the house yeah, and keep them out the house. Right. Yeah. And so that they're self-sufficient and sustaining and, and ready for the world. But h- 
how does that happen? Like, let's, I don't, I don't even know where we're going to start at, but how does that happen? Like where, what's step one in that journey? Well, I think step, step one for me has been to be present, um, to be present not only in um, the moment, as, as you were saying earlier, but just, just to be present in as much of their lives as possible without smothering them. Yeah. Uh, you know, as you said before, and I did say that I do feel old because, you know, uh, my oldest Miles is, is will be 16 in March. Uh, driving. Mason, yeah, he'll be 14 this year. Um, and yeah, so Miles is driving, got his learner's permit, got a hard copy, so he, you know, you can't tell him nothing. You going to get him a car? Probably not. Um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> but, but the thing is, every time Miles, and let me just give you a little, a little background. So I'm 5'10 and a half on a good day. Right. Um, like I said, Miles is 15. He's just about 5'10 himself. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe about two weeks ago, I looked up and this joke looked at me in the eye. <laughs> Had a flashback. To when he was born. I was Bernie Mac. Oh, everybody know what that means in North Carolina. <laughs> I mean, you want to do something to me. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay. All right. But, you know, it, it all it did was take me back to, you know, to when he was born. Um, mm-hmm. And, the thing with the, with Miles is he was he has a very he was a very difficult birth. Uh, he was actually born about a, probably about six weeks early. Uh, we, we did the whole you know care flight a week in NICU and all that kind of stuff. Wow. So he's he's a blessing in and of its of himself. Uh, and to fast forward to where we are now, this you know he's you know put a little bass in his voice, dry, <laughs> and just taking on more responsibility. So you want to be present. And, and but you don't want to handicap them, right? And keep them, yeah. you know, typically my moms do a lot of that. I remember when you were blah, 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 you still my baby, all this other kind of stuff. Mm. And like you said, Josh, I'm trying to get you out the house. Mm. So on my payroll. There's a balance. <laughs> so I try my best to to give him as much leeway as possible. Obviously, you know, obviously it's, it's got to be a, a respectful of rope. But, um, you know, the, 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 the hardest part for me is reconciling where we started with where we are right now, you know, wow. it was still a work in progress, but uh, you know, what's that look like? What's that look like? Because I, I mean, obviously I'm not there yet. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm just, I'm in this season in my life and I don't, a lot of people don't get it. Um, of just really learning how to be present. Like people find it weird. If, if you really knew, like when, when, when my daughters are crying or they're upset, I'm smiling, not because I'm laughing at them, but because I'm appreciative that God has allowed me to be a father. Yeah. yeah. And so that's my way of really staying in that moment. And so what does it look like to reconcile with it? Because I, I imagine as I get older, I'm going to just look back and cry. I remember the first time Erica left me alone with Jocelyn, my oldest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I text one of one of my um, my friends, their their dad, and I was like, I get it now. Mm-hmm. I was like, I get it. What you're saying, like, these are the moments that matter. And so I, I'm trying to be present in those moments. But like you said, reconciling, like when they get older, you know, you know what I mean? like how, how do you how do you do that? Because I'm trying to learn for myself. Don't answer it. Uh, it, this is this is this is a work just as much a work in progress for me as it is anybody else. Wow. Um, you know, you were talking about, you know, not feeling prepared or being left alone for the first time. I remember um, after Miles was born and, you know, like I said, he spent a week uh, in the hospital. Um, the day that, that he got out, my wife left because um, we were in we were in uh, in Dallas. But we were living in Thailand. So 
my wife left, went home because they had to get ready for the baby shower that was pre-scheduled. So she leaves me, of all people, with <laughs> to drive from Dallas to Tyler. Uh, I didn't have any idea how to put a car seat in. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, I drove maybe 20 miles under the speed limit the entire two and a half hour looking back the whole time because he I'm probably like, asleep. Like, why, why have I been entrusted with this anyway? But, uh, <laughs> you know, and there's a whole story about me changing his coming home outfit because I ain't like it. But anyway, <laughs> the point is, I felt <laughs> wholly unprepared uh, that day. Uh, and there are parts of me today that feel unprepared. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and Josh, you know, um, you know, I, I come from a, a family of a large family. Uh, and and my, my pops was, you know, he had six sons. I'm the youngest of the six. And so I had a chance to uh, to watch the way he changed as a man uh, mm-hmm. in terms of how uh, he, he raised me uh, versus mm-hmm. stories of how he raised my brothers. So yeah. to to know as an adult that he was still learning even into his 50s and 60s. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to have this figured out where I am right yeah. now. Same for you. Yeah. yeah. Kev, Kev, what about you, man? Because, you know, Mal- Malcolm's got boys. You got, you have a daughter. You, you might have another one. I don't know. We're not, you know. Hey, man. The Lord whenever, might bless y'all. Whenever the Lord bless us, bro, we we ready. Are you? Yes, sir. That's a 12-year gap. Hey, you know what, bro? When it, no, seriously, man. You know, when it came to us, bro, we felt that Kendall was a blessing, and mm-hmm. we we didn't plan on Kendall, so we just figured whenever he ready to bless us again, bro, just <laughs> just just pray, just pray. Well, I ain't fifty. <laughs> how how does that work with you, man? Is it is it any different with girls, like at all, or is it the same thought process? I I believe it's the same thought process because you know when when I when we had a girl when we had Kendall. To be honest with y'all, we were like, man, this is going to be a boy. We're going to have a boy because, you know, we just want a boy. We're going to want a boy. So we didn't have the mindset already of like, hey, we're going to raise a girl. And what does that look like? And not to say that we regret it or we didn't want to have yeah. a girl. We just, you know, everybody has a desire of what they would like to have for their for their children or their first child. Um, and what I realized, bro, was, bro, she was just as rowdy oh, yeah. just as, you know, as a, as a young man. <clears throat> The only difference is to me is that we have to take that time to be present and understand who our kids are and live in that moment. Like you were saying, that was your first question was, how do I be present with mm-hmm. having to plan all of this other stuff? Um, oftentimes what I what we've learned was we plan for Kindle together, but we parent and in, in, in create those moments separately. Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. So us planning her future and what we hoped that for her to do, that was like a planning session. Okay, what, what daycare is she going to go to? We visit three daycares. We was like, oh, we got this one. Okay, what school she's going to go to? That's a planning decision where we can work on so that when we're in the middle of the process, we're mm-hmm. engaging and enjoying yeah. those moments and times. And I think for me, what I've learned, what I've learned is there are transitions, right? So from zero till one or two man i tell i tell all my teen, teen fathers because they like man I'm, I'm, i was like bro you got two years to get your life together like from zero to two i just need you to be present i need you to feed them i need you to change diapers i need you to make sure that they're comfortable and safe and all that other stuff you don't have to worry about it's when they start crawling you know and i think those are the moments as fathers a lot of us miss because we 
we we are living in that societal role like we got to be the provider mm-hmm. and so we're we're spending 80 hours a week working yep. so we're missing the first time that they crawl we're missing the first time that they speak you know i mean but for a lot of fathers you know yeah, um, no, and so yeah. i think that I think that's that's the one thing. It's like be present, but be present and be present and also be present in transition. So um, mm. you'll notice when your kid is ready for a new new task or a new and but you got to go with them, you know. And I think for me, I've been rushing the process. Like <laughs> I've been rushing the process because I have to remember because I work with students and student development and growth. I have to sometimes step back and say, okay, my baby is just twelve. So what mm-hmm. should she be doing? at the age of 12 what should she be able to do and accomplish so i think we got to be present not just be present but also be present in those transitions because bro i don't know what i'm gonna do when she turns 16 15 14 i'm just i'm at 12 right now and i'm like oh my god (laughs) kev Kev worried about her dating and then malcolm over there he got you know uh your wife worried about your son's dating because all these little (laughs) Oh, she is not having it. No, she is not having it. And talk talk to me about that part because um I'm I don't know what I am about I don't uh, dating and, and kids and and like that's I I don't even no. know I, I don't even know how to answer this question because so I have between my wife, me and my wife, we have uh 15 nieces. Shout out to my brother. Um, <laughs> but between her and I, we have 15 nieces. So we have, I got two nieces that are freshmen in college. Um, and then I have two that are freshmen in high school. And so the freshmen in high school, they just starting to date. Yeah. And so, and I'm, they both live in the same city I live in. And so I'm like, this is my first time, like seeing it like right here. Yeah. And so I don't I don't know what I don't know. And I'm not prepared. Um, I met one of the boys. Um, no, sorry. I didn't meet one of the boys. I've talked to one of the boys. Um, we played Fortnite together. That's a whole different subject. But um, he, he's cool. He seems like a good you know, young man. But I also know. When I was his age. Yep. Exactly. And so what, what does that look like? Because you you want to you want to protect them. But at the same time, you know, again, we're, we're, we're raising them to let them go, <laughs> you know, like, so, so for me, it's about modeling behavior. Um, mm. I, I'm on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. I have two boys, right. And they're already unfortunate enough to have pieces of my personality. So, um, the <laughs> difficult part is making sure they know what, uh, what a gentleman looks like, you know, it, it's the little stuff, you know, my, my wife doesn't open doors in this house or anywhere where we're present, right? you know, car doors, any door she goes through. Those, those are just little things. Um, and you can't expect, I can't expect them to go out in the world and behave a certain way if they have never seen it. And mm. so they see it. So that includes, uh, Lord have mercy, preparing them to date. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and my wife is, uh, she, you know, I mean, you know, she's, she's not, she's, she's not with it right now, but you know, it has to at, at some point. No, yeah. she is not. No, nah. <laughs> but I mean, we're still in a, in a, in a situation where we can control it to a certain extent. Yeah. Uh, by my oldest starting to drive soon. So, whew. 
uh, yeah, that, that's going to be a thing very, very soon. But, you know, to, to, to give a clean answer for that question, modeling behavior is all you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and someone who is, is uh, you know, for you guys who have girls, uh, you want to make sure that they're surrounded by young men who are, who are uh, the kind of young men you want them around. Exactly. We, you know, there, there's a push in this society to kind of just let people do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And clearly not on that agenda. But, um, you know, it's important to, to let kids make mistakes uh, along with their own decisions early on. But, yeah, yeah you, you got to model that behavior. You got to show them. And, you know, whether it's, you know, having the uncles, cousins, whoever come around to supplement whatever you're teaching them, yeah. you got to model it. KB, why are you shaking your head? We he, don't date in this house. He's not. She's 12. We not dating in this house. Oh, at I mean, all. Like, <laughs> okay. So, 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 but, but it's just definition wise for me, right? So for me, you're court, courting to get married. And so right now you're not in a position to ask for her hand in marriage. You're not in a position to provide for her. You're not in a position to, you know, like if something happened, are you ready to take care of the situation? Like, and if you're not ready for that, then you can't date. You, you're not courting. You're not, we ain't doing any of that. And, and I'm, and listen, this is not just for selfish reasons, y'all. Like, seriously, it's not for selfish reasons. What I'm looking at is the social emotional impact of it. I'm so my, my thing about this is, can y'all be friends? Like, is, can, can, can he really be down for you? When What do I mean? Like, is he showing up to your activities? Yeah. Is he, you know, is he being a good friend to you? And then let, mm-hmm. let's just be friends. You don't need nobody telling you who you can date and who you can't date and where you can go and where you can't go out of respect out of them at 12, 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. Why are you acting like an adult? Like, you're married. Like, I mean, I mean, I'm just, this, this is my thought process when it came to dating. And I'm starting to think about my experience and what I went through. Like, and not that I had a horrible experience, but I also see the limitations. Even when I mentor at schools and I go on school campuses, I see the limitations. Like, why are you looking at her? Like, I got eyes. I want to look. Like, (laughs) I didn't disrespect you or anything, you know? And that's, that's to me too much pressure on, a young person who's developing and growing. And I think a lot of young people stunt their growth because they've made decisions where they could have played football somewhere else. They followed her or, you know, the decisions that they made are on their relationship. So I really think that when it comes to dating and I'm not there yet, y'all, but I'm having the idea of let me frame what dating will be for us. You know, Mm -hmm. what's dating in my household and what are we willing to accept and what we're not willing to accept? Because yeah. she already know whatever dude come around here, he go get 101 questions and I got to talk to your parents. Yeah. So that- <laughs> hold on, Malcolm, before you finish that point, I just want to go for everybody watching on YouTube land. Uh, I wasn't laughing at KB what he was saying. I was laughing at the way he said it because he said, uh, if something happened, can you take care of it? Can it, you know, something go down? Can you handle it? I was like, who are you trying to fight? <laughs> But go ahead, Mike. Finish the point. That came from a, a special place. I, I, I was with you. Yeah. Uh, no, I was. I was going to say. I think as as fathers, you know, we we have a responsibility, and it's difficult to look at things this way. But we have a responsibility to both kids, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. because you think about, you know, for example, everybody loves to bring up the, the whole bad boys two scenario with Reggie and. and <laughs> I'm gonna pick up Megan. Or or, or or for those who have seen. Um, 
whatever dinner thieves that that deal with 50 cent and, and all the people in the garage mm-hmm. you need to check that out anyway <laughs> um, uh there's responsibility because you are that can be a very traumatic experience both for your child and for the other person yeah one of the things to, uh, my wife and i have talked about is um you know we want to make sure the boys are respectful and and treat you know the young lady as she should be treated but we also expect them to be treated well by the other person's parent exactly you know there's this this, this stigma stereotype possibly joke of you know parents who are you know threatening young men and all that kind of stuff and that's not going to go well with our with with us nah. yeah uh, as I, as I would never treat you know someone's young lady the, the the same way so we need to recognize that there's a responsibility to both sides and uh, that doesn't get talked about as often mm, that's, i feel like that's a word like yeah well how how does that conversation keep going and uh, or get had because that is i never even thought about that mm-hmm. but that's also just me being me and that's just the way i roll it's like again going back thinking about you know my niece and she's dating this young uh young man um and so her her parents are separated um and so her mom met the dude well then when the dude was at the house she facetimed her dad well dad got on there and the first thing he started talking about is sex <laughs> and like just interrogating him and just like her mom's like whoa 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 you know what i mean because like you said it doesn't get talked about a lot just the way that we treat young men um how do we keep having that conversation i i think it's- it starts with more communication between the parents. Mm. Uh, a lot of the times we, we get into these situations because you'll have a young man and a young lady who will become involved with each other in whatever form. Yeah. So parents aren't involved, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife has a rule that, you know, there, there's there's no quote unquote relationships unless, you know, I know this young lady or her parents. Uh, and she, you know, I, 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 I interrogate people for a living and she's better at it than me. When it comes to finding out information about these yeah. these young these young uh, suitors, so <laughs> it, it starts it starts with communication between the parents. In my book, um, mm-hmm. because, I mean that that's a that's a huge unknown, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're inviting a, a whole another spirit and a whole another person into your household, and you need to yeah. know where that person comes from. Exactly, exactly. That's good. I think sometimes too, it's hard for fathers because we know the dirt that we did. Like we know where we were hmm. doing. Like, like, seriously, I think that's that's a thing, because like even me thinking about, you know, my kid, I'm just like, dude, nope, you get a car. Nope, nope. But, you know, sometimes that's just because of what we've been and what we've gone through. Mm -hmm. And I think also it's communication with the with the parents to have these type of conversations with their kids, like you were saying. But sex does go involved with the with the conversation just because we understand y'all gonna be at the football game by y'all, you know. Right. Come on, y'all. Like we, 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 I was at the movies. Sure, you were at the movies. You know what I mean? Like we, we. I been was there. at the movies. Oh, it's, Sir. Uh, I've never been to a movie in my life. Not a month. Not with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think that those are type. Of, we're gonna move on. And I think those are coming. <laughs> just, but I think those are type of conversations that we're missing in the yeah. family all together like are we having relationship conversations and like i've had to have those type of uh conversations with kendall at a young age just being a african-american student in a predominantly white school like everybody's not going to be your friend now i understand she's trying to have you know social relationships with people how can i walk with her so how do we grow 
even in those aspects, because I understand Malcolm is not going to have any issues with his sons. Why? Because he's been showing this habit and mm-hmm. teaching and talking to them all the way up to this point. Now, um, I think that's when the conversation has to change, right, Malcolm? So it was like, all right, bro, yeah, cool. When you shoot your shot, this is how you shoot your shot. Right. And I was like, all right, bro, you got a driver's license. You need to obtain to these rules and regulations with this chick with you, you know, like, right. Oh, she don't need to be sitting up under you. You know, her hand don't need to be on your lap. Like, right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. the conversation does change. Man. It's already- Come on, baby. <laughs> When does that conversation start? Because kind of what you said, KB, is like, you know, the conversation shifts. Like, you, you've you been talking to Kendall and things like that. She's 12. So you already started having that conversation about, mm-hmm. you know, just who you should be and things like that. Because mm-hmm. I, I think that's the key is that we have these conversations early and you can kind of tell which parents ain't having the conversations. And I ain't really going to go down that road because right. uh, <laughs> you got Tatiana out there, you know, whatever. Anyways, but when when do you start having these conversations or is it just all a part of the, um, you know, the parenting process? Like from right now with my two year old, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like just treating her in, the, in a certain manner, showing her, you know, hey, you know, daddy is affectionate with mommy. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what is it? When? I think it's when you recognize a certain level of maturity and you see when you can see that they're actually ready for that type of conversation. Uh, and I've, I've had that that particular conversation with both my kids, mm-hmm. uh, uh, both together and separately, because they're at different points in their lives. Mm-hmm. Not, they're only a year and a How half. About so they're two years apart, which is crazy. Yeah, but I mean, just personality-wise. So that's really what I mean. Personality-wise and, and maturity, they are, they're two mm-hmm. separate individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really just recognizing when the time is right. Another thing that I wanted to bring up in relation to that was social media and the role that it plays. Um, because that's a I, whole nother podcast. Well, <laughs> seen anything accelerate uh, a kid's maturity or, or wanting to be more mature than social media. And um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I, I see the kind of things that influenced by, and I have to back that up with yeah, reaffirming who we are, what we do, and what we don't do. Yeah. Uh, but again, like Josh was saying, everybody's child doesn't do that. And so you kind of have to combat that with, with, with your own teaching. So, you know, I, I think it's just recognizing when they're ready for that type of conversation and not trying to force it on them before they're ready. Cause they're going to be looking like, what are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. Yo. So I know you on TikTok. Sorry, Kev. Kev I'm not going to uh, finish your thought. Go ahead. I, I knew you was about to say something, baby. Yeah. I was just going to piggyback from a girl dad's perspective. Right. Cause mm-hmm. I know if I had a dude, if I had a little dude, it'd be like, yeah, bet. let's go ahead and have these conversations. I know when you're ready for this. Uh-huh. Yep. I already know you. You closing the door? Okay, let's have that conversation. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would, I would know when to have those conversations. But me, and as open as I am, um, as a father, you know, yeah. and we've, we've tried honestly, y'all, we've tried to make sex in our household common. We didn't try to, you know, oh, be shame of who you are, cover yourself up. It's like, hey, when you out and about, you take care of yourself, and you know, when, when you're here, you can be as comfortable as you need to be. Yeah as with our guidelines and our rules right um and then for us because she's a young lady and because i wanted to play a part in it which i still didn't really play a big part in it but what made it easier for me and my wife is we bought books and they're like uh 
body books for for girls mm-hmm. and that's what started us so and it started us young as soon as she could start reading we started introducing the body books and it started teaching her about her body and it has i think it's three series so it takes us from the first series from just taking care of personal hygiene to menstrual cycles and you know growth and what your body is going to go through to hormones and all this other stuff and the beautiful thing about that was my wife read those chapters with her so mm-hmm. whenever she had a question or or something that they needed to talk further about they would talk about those things yeah. but the book was good for me because she was just bringing the information to me because i had the open relationship she mm-hmm. would just bring the book and be like look dad and this and i'm like oh oh okay that's what we go okay yeah bit you know what i mean but but the but the growth books helped us to have that conversation that led into being able to have these even deeper conversations about, you know, sex and sexuality. Okay. I never even thought about that. And now I'm upset. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want no book. <laughs> hey, but you know what? We don't want a book, but it talks about stuff that we wouldn't even think about. You know what I mean? I don't mean? think about it. <laughs> no. I mean, like, I, you know, I... You know, Jocelyn, she be she'll be in the in our closet going through my wife's stuff, and she'll be like, "Oh, is that Mama's bra?" And she like try to put it on, and I'm like, hey, "Girl, daddy, daddy's not ready. Like, daddy's just anyway." Yo, I wanted to jump back. <laughs> get off, get off of these books. He's not, he's not ready. Yo, he's not ready. I'm not. I'm not, and I'm okay with that. Uh, <laughs> But but Malcolm was talking about social media, yeah. and and I know it. Social media ain't going nowhere. Like it it ain't going nowhere. It's only gonna get. Um, I don't know the word. I don't want to say bad because I don't think social media is bad. I think it can be bad if you utilize it wrong. But I know Malcolm, you're on TikTok a lot, mm-hmm. um, primarily for your kids, just to see what they're doing. But you also on there to you know just to see what's going on, see some funny things. Yeah. It is it in. Is there a way to like censor a lot of things on TikTok or you know what I mean? Because I'm looking at all these challenges and I don't need nobody talking about busting. But you know, like what, what, you better bust these disses or something like that. Or if 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 there's a way, I haven't found it yet. Um not on TikTok, I don't think. Uh, it's it's one of the freest forms I've seen and, and it's it's discouraging. Um, oh do I, freest forms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I do check on uh, both my kids and and what they're what they're listening to and, and watching, and you know we we allow them a certain amount of social media, um, and we have all their passwords and logins and all that kind of stuff. So um, not much gets past us, but yeah, TikTok is it, it eventually will will be more of a problem than it is already. So yeah, no, there's no way that I'm aware of to to censor. I that mean, stuff. you know, I already know how bad Snapchat is. Yeah. Um, well, especially with Snapchat, because you can do the, you can put it into your your eyes only folder and things like that, and you can't get in there. That's a whole different other story. I'm just, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. This, this is why I want to have this conversation because I'm thinking about all this stuff, but I'm like, yo, I need to stay present right now. Like she is too. But like, that's, I, I think that's the, I think that's the issue with parenting, right? We're so mm-hmm. fearful of the things now and considering the things now that could happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the time your babies get old, man, they gonna be hologramming. It's pull it on up. It ain't gonna be doing no yeah, you know Instagram or you know text message. I just 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 how we think that's why we gotta yeah. really, really focus on staying 
current yeah. in the moment and then what can our kids handle like you right. said uh, Malcolm is the maturity level because even though I feel Kendall is mature and and that's and I guess it also deals with how you raise your kid like mm-hmm. Kendall, Kendall ain't even running for Instagram she's only going trying to go to Instagram because dance her dance school is on Instagram you know yeah. dance friends was on but I check her Instagram she's not posting anything she's not looking up anything but <clears throat> I'm not going to allow her to get a Facebook. I'm not going to allow her to get these other things because why I need you to be focused on singing, dancing, acting. There's so much other things that you could be focused on. And so we, uh, we talked earlier and I was like, man, Kendall, right. She's had an issue with just, you know, that's just like anybody for her is YouTube for us is Netflix and Hulu. Right. What did you say, Kev? He said, "Better not be not." He's like, what did he say? No, what did he, what's the exact word he said? Oh, let there be some Fs on that report card. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm like, hey, man, let there be some else on that report card. We're going to have some issues, right? So I have to be the proactive parent, and I have to get on my AT&T Wi-Fi and block the YouTube, yeah. block the YouTube app, you know, and say, hey, it's a privilege. <laughs> I like the subtle plug for AT&T, though. Oh, my bad, my bad. But <laughs> but I'm just saying. Like, write us a check. Please do. Um, but it's the, I think we have to be playing proactive parts as well. Yeah. So um, in, in that engagement in social media and um, how do we, how do we, re- re- we react to it also in our household makes a difference too. So, yeah. Well, I'm done y'all. <laughs> that's how, that's how I'm going to just start ending episodes. I'm going to say I'm done and then end it. End it. <laughs> No, but no, man, I, I appreciate this because this is, you know, like not even hiding. Like this is really a conversation I wanted to have just for myself um, because it's something I've been I've been thinking about, um, which I probably shouldn't be thinking about it. But I just I, I'm I guess I'm just curious and just like how to stay grounded or how do other people stay grounded? Because as dads, we really don't have these conversations like we're we not talking about hey dog. You staying in the moment. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, little child is gonna grow up, but you know, yeah. You present. Hey, let me ask you one one more question, Malcolm. Yeah. When did you invite your boys into the planning process? Because you know, we I know, bro, you probably already what school did you go to? What university you went to? A Wiley College. So you know, you got your heart set on some ideal colleges for your sons to go. They're going to, to SMU. <laughs> but That's already, they already going. How do you invite them into those conversations for, for planning? Because I think what what happens too in parenting is we have our dreams and goals for our kids, but we never say, "Hey, babe, what is it that you really want to do?" Or, "Hey, son, where do you want to play ball at?" Or, "Where do you want to mm. go?" So, when do you start inviting them into the conversation to help build their dream? Um, for them. So that part's actually was is easy for me because um, they have nothing like me in that regard. Uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do until I was doing it. Uh, yeah. You know, I was almost literally an adult when I went to college. So they have ideas of things they want to do and places they want to go. Um, they're both heavily into sports. We'll see where that takes them. Um, it may influence where they end up going to school and whatnot. But all I can do, to be honest with you, is expose them to different things. Uh, we were pre-COVID planning to take an HBCU tour this summer um, nice. and see some other things, some mm-hmm. some other environments, because they've only been to one. Uh, and that's the one that, that uh, my wife and I went to. And so uh, to answer your question, we're, we're, we're inviting them into the process now because mm-hmm. school, the schools are already sending letters and stuff like that because they're in these different databases really? for 
Um, so, you know, Miles is getting already getting letters from different schools and uh, Mason, my, my youngest plays club soccer. So he's getting a lot of, um, you know, not necessarily interest, but inquiries from different places already. So, I mean, kid hasn't even started high school. Wow. So, so the process is it, it, it starts early, but they definitely have input. Uh, now I make sure that's informed input. You know, I, mm-hmm. we're not we're not doing a whole bunch of I want to go to, you know, school <laughs> because I saw them on ESPN last week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we they got good jerseys. Think about that they want to do. You know, for instance, my oldest is, is really into engineering, right? So we're looking mm-hmm. at schools that are that that have that kind of thing. The youngest, we still trying to figure out what he likes outside of soccer. So. <laughs> that's about it. Press uh, How come you, would you would you let Miles go to Texas? Texas number nine school in the world for engineering. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> we talk about the offline. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just I just had to ask. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Early on, so we're so it, it goes back to the whole maturity thing. If if, if it's something that they're able to to uh, you know have a, a a constructive opinion about, we'll definitely talk about it. Man, that's good. I, I, I really appreciate that because uh, one of the things that I always teach in parenting is that um, we create boundaries for our kids, but within those boundaries, they have choices. Right. And so I think that um, the more we start having these conversations about us as fathers creating boundaries for our kids yeah. and making sure they're making the right choices, then we'll be able to um, advance our kids uh, a little bit quicker because of what I think Sometimes they don't have a choice, right? So right now, Kendall ain't got a choice because she's taking AP classes and she like, so listen here, minority fathers, if you're listening to me and you educating your kids, when they get into middle school, put them in AP classes. As far as minority kids, we're the least taking advanced um, preparation uh, courses in uh, middle school and high school. But those are the type of things where, you know, in order for you to be what you want, you want to go to college, take these AP classes, take these, you know, and so that you can get where you need to do and understanding that these things that we're asking you to do is aligned with your goal to be successful. So I appreciate that, bro. Like, yeah, because I think a lot of people I put posted on Facebook, should a child stay in a child's place, you know, and then where is a child's place? But we got transitions where they need to start growing and maturing yeah. so they can handle their own responsibilities. Absolutely. That, kind of, that, that goes back to that conversation that we had. What was it last week with DJ talking about, mm-hmm. you know, we don't see children as people and that's part of the problem. Right. So, yeah, we, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. But that's it, y'all. Uh, Malcolm, you got final words for the people. What are some things that you want some some dad out there to know about just being present, man? Because, I mean, we, we dropped a whole bunch of nuggets. It's a whole bunch of gems. Y'all go back here, rewind this thing, and listen to it again. But, you know, if there was one thing that you would have said to to Malcolm, you know, little Malcolm back in, what, 2005, before he had any kids, before I started off his wedding, because I was the first one down the aisle. Y'all see me. Uh, <laughs> about having kids. First it's not about me. That was 2004. Don't get yourself in trouble with my wife. Um, present. I was there. I saw what I was saying. I, 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 <laughs> I, I would say it's uh, it's important to remember that it's okay to not know everything, mm-hmm. you know. And and let's let's stop being so afraid to be emotional with our kids. And mm-hmm. so, um, and you know, be 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 around. Not just when it's time to do daddy duties. When it's time to take somebody somewhere. Let's go sit down and have a conversation with the kids. Do something that they like to do. I couldn't care less about video games, but my kids love it. So I sit and watch and play and listen to them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That kind of stuff, uh, you never know what kind of what kind of effect it has on them. Um, 
just being present. You know, Miles, my, my oldest did a, a report at school um, the end of last year. One of the things he said that he loved about me was the fact that I took him to every single playoff game last year. I didn't think it was a big deal. I like football, but he, that really struck a chord with him mm. uh, as it showed, you know, I was willing to be present, even if it uh, inconvenienced me in one way, shape or form. So um, presence is, is the key word, be present, but you know, be your entire self while you're present. Yeah. I like that. That's real good. Especially, I mean, the, especially with the playoff games too, because they weren't all local. Nope. <laughs> KB, what you got, man? Man, uh, great episode today. I would say within that presence, like really, really think about what being present means. It doesn't mean with the TV on and you got the football Mm. game going. It doesn't mean even if your baby is small, you know, infant, it doesn't mean you're holding them and playing a video game. Like you're actually putting some time and focus on your kid. Um, so really, really think about that. When I say I'm being present, am I, do I have distractions? Am I trying to be present and do something else with my kid? Or am I a hundred percent there so that they can feel my presence and see that I'm actually paying attention to what they're doing. So when they say, daddy, 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 watch me, watch me, man, you got to put everything down and be right. fully present because they see when you're not really uh, yeah. engaged. Um, and the second thing I would say, outside of being fully present, man, is like understand transitions and where you are with your kid. If your kid's a toddler, don't set expectations too high. You know, understand you're going to get there when they get 10, when they get 12, when they get 13, when they get 14. Like actually work with your kid where your kid is, but hold them accountable for what they should be capable of doing. You know what I mean? Like um, I think that we're present and sometimes fall on the sh- fall short on holding them accountable at their age range and mm-hmm. uh, really loving them there. So that's all I got for the people. Yo, I, y'all make my job like I just ask good questions and then let y'all talk. So I'm just I'm just here. Uh, and that's a pat on my back. So good job, Josh. Um, y'all out there in YouTube land, man, subscribe, like the podcast, share the podcast, everybody. That's on uh, Podcast Land, man. Subscribe to it. Don't forget to go to TLCbrand.com. TLCbrand.com. Get your swag. Until next week, we'll see y'all. Take care.